Hello, everyone, and welcome to Knights of the Pages Library. We are a little podcast dedicated to reviewing audiobooks. I am Bo Knight, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Ryan Knight. And today, we are taking a look at Such Wicked Intent by Kenneth Oppel and narrated by Luke Daniels. That's right. This is the second book in the Apprenticeship of Victor Frankenstein series, the, uh, the second and last book. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, so this is still part of our, uh, you know, sequels month, as it were. So this is the follow-up to This Dark Endeavor, also by Kenneth Oppel. So, yeah, and this is, oh, never mind. I'll talk about it later, I guess. Yeah, so before we get too deep into it, um, if anybody has any thoughts on this book or any other book that we've done, feel free to email us. kotpl.pod at gmail.com is by far the easiest way to get a hold of us. Yeah, we would love to see some emails at some point. Sure. But we, and, I mean, we still love you, Brian. We still love yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm trying not to talk about you every episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this book, uh, let's see, looks like it was written back in 2012. This one came out in 2012. So it's, uh, it's getting some years under its belt. Honestly, I thought it was older than that. Yeah, 2012, so nine years old. Um, so Kenneth Oppel, we've we've talked about this before. Um, see, and now too, I keep saying Oppel because that's how they say it on some of them. But I yeah, noticed but I on this one they say Opal. I th- I think it is Oppel though. Okay. I think could be. If somebody wrong. if somebody knows, email us and let us know how to say it. Yeah, because on Airborne they say Oppel. Yeah, exactly. And in this one they say Opal. Sure. I don't know. Um, either way, we've talked about this before. You know, Kenneth Opal Opal is uh, mostly known for kind of writing like they're more like I'm not going to say that they're children's books, but they're more like teenager style or aimed at that kind of age group, I think. Yeah. Well, they're mostly about like 16 year old boys. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of the demographic. I think that a lot of his books are kind of targeting. Um, cause this says like under the categories, this says children's audiobook. I am definitely going to um, say this is not for children. <laughs> I don't even really like this, especially this book is probably not like this might've messed me up if I listened to it. When I was like 14. Sure. Yeah. This, yeah, this one gets a little bit dark. So, um, but either way, yeah, that's kind of the stuff that, um, Kenneth Hopple is known for. Um, so, and we talked about Luke Daniels before for, uh, the Stark Endeavor, but what, what do you think about him in this one, Bo? Oh, he's great. He's fantastic. He's a fantastic job. Yeah. I think Luke Daniels is, uh, I would put Luke Daniels up there pretty high on my list of narrators. I think he is, he does an excellent job. Yeah. He's, I mean, I haven't listened to, I guess, a lot of other books that he's done that haven't been written by Kenneth Opal. He, but... he has a lot on audible uh almost 600 titles that he what? he yeah either he solely narrates or narrates with other people so yeah he has a lot of books on audible that he does how's that even possible to do 600 books um i don't know that's yeah that's a ton i mean i guess if it's his job that must be all he does yeah well he's good but at either it, way so yeah he is very good at it so 
Um, so in this book, uh, Such Wicked Intent is a direct sequel of This Dark Endeavor. It actually starts off pretty much exactly where the first book ended. But yeah. uh, the content of the story is much different. Um, so if everybody remembers when in the first book uh, Victor's brother passes away at the end, and basically the second book is Victor trying to bring his brother back to life, essentially, is what the story is about. Yeah, kind of. Which <laughs> we'll get into it's almost this. Some, it's, about, it's almost about something else, but it's hard to talk about that without spoilers. Sure, and that's what I'm trying to avoid is spoiling anything too much. Um, and I... <sighs> I kind of see where he was going with this story since this is supposed to be building up, I'm assuming towards like the Frankenstein saga of stories. But as we'll come to find out, this is the last book in the series. So it unfortunately doesn't go any further than this. Yeah. It's a damn shame. Uh, this book clocks in right at eight hours. So it's pretty short, unfortunately. Um, and you could buy this one for $21 is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing $20.99. So basically okay. the same thing. Sure. Um, yeah, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize too, that the first book is only eight hours as well. So these are on the shorter side. Yeah. I, I don't feel like they're, they're short though. I feel like they're, I would say, they to be. sure. And I would say there's a lot of story packed into the eight hours. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that once we pass the spoiler wall. Uh, so what do you think? Easy to listen to? Easy to follow? Um, I mean, it can it can get a little complicated, especially there are a lot of like moving parts, I guess, that you sure. need to pay attention to. But the fact that it never breaks from Victor's perspective makes it pretty easy to listen to. Yeah, I would say that actually makes it a lot easier kind of to follow is the fact that you are only seeing pretty much through Victor's eyes uh, just makes it less jarring. So there's not as much perspective switching or anything like that. This is all told from Victor's perspective. So, yeah, um, I mean, and, I've listened to this a couple of times, so it's hard to say it's like is it easy to follow for me. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I think maybe the first time you listen to this, it could be a little bit jarring. Um, but I, I think overall, because of the way it's told, it's pretty easy to understand kind of what's going on. So, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Uh, so, what do you think? What's your uh, recommendation on this one? I am not going to recommend this. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. Yes, because there's so much wasted potential with there not being another book. Sure. I feel like. There's, there's just a lot of intrigue that happens in this book, and I want I like I want to know more, but you can't. Sure. Yeah, because it ends with this, which is, I mean, it's very unfortunate. So I, it's this book is so bittersweet to me. Yeah. Because the book itself is great. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm sure. just saying like as me as a listener, like even I didn't even want to come back to this. Ryan can attest to this. Yeah. Like, I didn't really want to do an episode on this because it doesn't go anywhere after this. And it's just a damn shame. Right. I And I agree with you. It, it really is because the first book 
Like I, I like the first book more than I like this one. Really? But, I think the second book is much better. See, I well, I should just say I like the um I think what they're doing in the first book to me is so much more grounded. Like it's so yeah, much more it's believable. A lot more tame. Sure. And I think that's why what I like so much about it. Um both of these books, we said this kind of in the first book too, I'm pretty sure, is that these are sort of um coming of age stories. And in this second book, it almost is more annoying, if you will. Like, I mean, we'll get into this after the spoilers, but literally some of the stuff they're doing, and then he's like, and I realized Elizabeth was looking at Conrad, and it made me jealous. I'm like, I'm, dude, you yeah, are literally, that's... you are a fucking spirit right now, and that's what you're thinking about? Like, Whoa. come on. <laughs> it, it does make sense, though. He He writes it in very well for why those emotions take over. However, at some point, I'm just like, oh, my God, we get it, Victor. Jeez, you got a boner. Come on. Yeah, Elizabeth must be super pretty. I guess. Um, I, I agree with you, though. I think this one is hard to recommend for the sole fact that it is the end of the series that I think could have been such a good series. Yeah, and it even, like, ends on, like, a teaser of, like, something else to come. And I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. For sure. And that's, yeah, it's just very disappointing. So I agree. Um, yeah, it's hard to recommend for the sole fact that it's good, but you don't get any more. And you don't get a good closing point. So, And there, there is just so many, like, hooks just laying around in this book. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, where's he going to go with this? And it's just, sure. there's no more. Yeah, almost to a weird point. Like, even right off the bat, we're going to get into it. Uh, oh, you just want to pass the spoiler wall? Let's just, yeah, let's just, let's go let's just the wall. do it. Okay, so for anybody, if this is your first uh, first time here in our podcast, which hopefully it's not, um, you should uh, know that when we pass the spoiler wall, we're just going to talk about the story. So we're going to ruin it, basically, if you haven't heard it. So if you want to listen to it, go back and listen to the book, and then come back here afterwards and listen to what we have to say about it. Yeah. So, like I said, this book opens up directly where this Dark Endeavor left off. They are taking out all the books out of the Dark Library, and his father is having them all burned. They're having the Dark Library sealed up because, you know, he thinks that everything in there is basically just, it's all bad news. Right, so, and he's kind of covering his own tracks, isn't he? Yes, yeah, because his father also, if you remember from the first one, dabbled in alchemy to rip other people off, essentially. Yeah, to basically keep their family in opulence. Alphonse. Alphonse Frankenstein. That's, That's his name. name? Yeah. He's barely mentioned in this one. No, he's not. He's in the first one a lot, but he's not yeah, hardly in this in one. In this one, they're barely kids. That's a good point, actually. I mean, and there's also a ton of spots in this book where they, like, which is fine. He kind of skips over like the things they're doing in the uh, the real world, if you will. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, everything pretty much centers around this when they go to the spirit world. So, um, but so Victor is obviously helping uh, his dad burn all these books, and it's the next day, right after all the stuff smoldering, that he finds the the metal book. Yeah, he like sees it out of his window. Yeah, like a so glint of something. 
Right. So in the pile of all these burned ashes and this this burned stuff, he sees what looks like a book that's still intact, which he's like, uh, what kind of book can't burn? So he goes and he grabs it and he burns his hands because it's actually a metal case. It's not a book. Yeah, and he I can't he doesn't need a key, right? He can just open it. And inside are this weird clock, this thing that looks kind of like a key, these plans to make like a pendulum, yep. and this weird elixir. And there's, there's there's a note in there too, right? About yeah. how to use the elixir. About how to use – is it how to use the elixir? I think you're right. Or no, no, no. no. Is no, that, no, no. That's, that's all in the room. Up, that's all upstairs, yeah. The elixir's not even in there, right? The elixir's in the room. It's yeah, just, all, this all is that's just in the there pendulum. is the, and the key. Right, the up. key – yes, the key and the pendulum. And then there, it might be plans on how to make the pendulum. I just yeah. like where – I like when Victor's building it, and he's like, I was very pleased with myself because the plans were required to be incredibly precise. It's like, dude, if it's just a pendulum thing that you set up, don't you think they would already be made to the things that – like the measurements? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't even think about that. I don't know. I'm just yeah, just being an asshole to Victor. But but it's like a it's a pendulum that can swing in all four directions, right? Yeah. So it has it has a uh, like a universal joint at the top, so which allows the pendulum when you let it go, it might not always swing straight back and forth. It kind of swings in different directions each time, and we'll come to find out why that is here in a minute. Yeah, and so. I he he like the part of the the for the plans for the pendulum right you're supposed to like put letters out because it's actually like a spirit pendulum so it like allows you to talk to dead people so Victor all, um, immediately wants to talk to Conrad and he has right. Elizabeth help him as he like calls out the letters as it 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 goes and goes and goes and then it, it spells out come raise me over and over and over and over and over again right so Victor Which, assumes obviously it's his brother can we just can we just like pause for a second on the fact though that I mean are, nobody is really like um this is pretty weird we just built this pendulum and we're talking to dead people like right away I was like that's some seriously like you know high high fantasy stuff and <laughs> they're just like oh no it's not like normal now you know Well I mean they kind of blow it off as nonsense to Yeah at with. first Plus I I mean obviously we as the listener come to find out that it it was not Conrad but how does he know it's not just like some random spirit in the room that's like you know what I mean I don't know I guess I never anyways, really thought about that. I, anyways I was just getting off on a tangent um how do they freaking like one of the things I forgot about this book is like how fast they get into all of this that's what I mean the book is it's actually pretty short and that's what I mean he finds this thing. He builds the pendulum. He talks to a spirit, supposedly. They find the freaking secret room almost immediately right, after they, that. Well, because they look at the painting of Victor Frankenstein. Of uh, Wilhelm. Wilhelm, not Victor. You're right. Victor's, yeah. And yeah, they he he's pointing up like in the chapel, right? Or wherever. It, yeah. it looks like he's po pointing up. And so they like... They're they're able to bring down like a chandelier and then like ride it up, and then up there they use that key that was in that book to open like a special room. Yeah, there's so like a room 
up yeah hidden up above the chapel which they said nobody not many people in their household are religious so nobody really visits the chapel very often right yeah it's a very progressive family right for the time um isn't that weird too like why would uh Wilhelm Frankenstein have a picture of himself pointing at the like like in case Whoa. he forgot where it was <laughs> I, I guess it was like I guess like as a contingency plan maybe in case he was like on his deathbed and he had to tell somebody how to find it he could just say like uh, look at my self-portrait no but I mean like in case he got lost in the spirit world I think maybe I don't, uh, I don't know because see there's so many things in this book like that I'm like oh man what the hell was that about right yeah, it's I don't know, man. Um, so, uh, Elizabeth, Victor, and uh, Henry. Conrad. Oh yeah, you Henry. I'm Conrad's his brother. Yeah, uh, Henry Clairval, their friend. Uh, they go up to this little secret room, and what they find is like uh, there's like a little bed in there. Um, this is where he finds the spirit clock, and the elixir and the instructions on how to enter the spirit realm. So right away, Victor's like, Oh, I got to go in the spirit world because I got to go find Conrad. Cause he assumes Conrad is the one saying, come raise me. Uh, so basically what happens is he drinks this elixir, which, you know, what an amazing thing this is. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we never really get to learn more about it. No, which he sort of, writes that into the book because uh victor mentions that they probably could have made more of the spirit elixir but it was probably in the dark library that the i thought at the one point he figures out how to make more and then nothing comes of it uh you're absolutely right because he says i can't look in my own world you're absolutely right mm -hmm. so victor drinks this elixir uh and he holds his talisman which is his ring and he enters the spirit world, which basically he closes his eyes and he opens them again. And he's in the same spot, but uh, um, Henry and Elizabeth are not there with him. And everything seems a little different when he wakes up. And he also realizes now that this little clock that he's holding, which looks like it has like bird legs instead of just regular ticking hands, um, is now moving while he's inside there. And in the instructions, it specifically says you cannot stay in there any longer than the spirit clock allows you to. Yeah. So once he's in the spirit world, though, he goes – he's still in their house. So he goes and he finds Conrad in this house. Um, and Conrad can hardly look at Victor because apparently Victor is, like, super bright with light. Like, he looks like an angel almost. Yes. Yeah is what i kind of picture and he and he's radiating heat we should mention that too it becomes kind of important um but either way he does find his brother so yeah he did go to the spirit world he found his dead brother and now all he's trying to like all he wants to do is now he knows conrad's spirit is there so he wants to find a way to raise him from the dead and bring him back to the real world yeah, they just talk for a little bit, and I think we see a couple butterflies. I think you're right, yeah, at this point. And These... we meet, oh god, what the hell is her name? Um, I'll think of it 
either way we meet there's another girl there in the house annalise yes annalisa yeah and and conrad has a he has a, a like a sword which is super weird that he feels really unsafe in the house but we don't get to really hear much about it because the spirit clock ticks super fast and victor has to leave after seeming to be there for only a couple minutes right so then he basically what he has to do then is he has to run back to where his real body was and get back in the same position which he sort of talks about how he can feel his talisman leading him back to his body but the Mm -hmm. house starts changing once the spirit clock uh starts tapping the glass so some of the walls change and some of the paintings are different some of the corridors are different and basically we find out that it's the house going through different states that it has been in for the 300 years or more that it's been built. Yeah. And Victor can like change the shape of it with his mind. Right. Yeah. He has some control over things like he, yeah, he thinks really hard. He's like, show me the way. And like, all of a sudden, like a passageway opens up in front of him leading to where he needs to go. So, yeah, but he makes it back and he gets back and he tells Elizabeth and Henry about what he saw and they kind of think he was just hallucinating like he's full of shit right but he can't go back into the spirit world again today because you can only go in once per day and then the next day right they they find like those caves underneath their house yeah the the um the caves and the caverns are where the dark library was there was like a well in there Right, because some didn't some servant like accidentally fall down the stairs or some shit, and like act, knock open a pathway or something like that. Well, they they were gonna um, seal up the well, but the guy like threw something in there to start filling it up. They threw like some stones in, oh, and they right. and it broke it out broke like a false bottom. bottom. Yeah. yeah. So then they knocked them all out, and they used a ladder, and they climbed down there, and they found out there's a bunch of caves below uh, the Frankenstein Manor. Yeah, and they go check them out, and they have, like, weird – draw. like, they have, like, a language on the walls. Like, they can tell just by, like, all the, the variety of characters that there's, like, a language that these people spoke. Right. But they don't have any drawings of what they were. Like, they don't have any – there's no there's nothing that looks like a person or anything like that. Like, right. and they find that really strange. Yeah. But they don't go very far because the caves are, like, massive, and they don't want to get lost. Right. And so then uh, their father says he's going to call in an expert, basically. Yeah, because he's a super studious man. Um, but so basically they want to find out if Victor was hallucinating or not. So they decide that uh, Elizabeth and Victor will both go into the spirit world. And they'll go together. Or they'll at least take the elixir together and see what they experience. Right, and they'll, and they'll come back without talking write down their experience and Henry will read them and see how close they are to each other. Yeah. So they end up both taking the elixir and going back into the spirit world. They both awaken there together. Like, you know, Victor knew they would. Um, And then they both go and find Conrad again. And this is where we really start to get that. Like when Victor's in the spirit world, he's very like, like his, uh, emotions and his freaking testosterone is all just like amped up to 11 yeah because like super cocky too 
Yeah, and he can hardly look at Elizabeth without just wanting to like ravish her. Yeah. And we should mention Elizabeth is like his sister, kind of. It's kind of uh, weird. To she's me. a like distant relation. To I know, him. but they like grew yeah. up together, though. Yes, like they grew up in the same kind house, of a yeah. sister. Uh, yeah, I would call her yeah his sister. <laughs> so yeah, it is kind of bizarre. Uh, uh, so then they this is where too they go in and this is the first time right that Victor notices all the fog outside the house. Yeah, and, and Annalise tells them not to go open any doors, open any windows, because right. that's an evil spirit. Exactly. And um, I think this is when a butterfly touches on Victor, right? And he's able to slow the spirit clock a little bit. Yes. We, we yep. don't know why, but these butterflies, when they land on you, kind of like amplify all of your abilities. Right. And they, we should mention too, they start out pure black, except with like blue spots that look like eyes on their wings. Mm -hmm. And then when they touch Victor, they like alight with color. Yeah, they, it like radiates out through their wings is the way I picture right. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and when it lands on him, he notices like it sharpens all his senses and it makes it just makes him better, basically. Yeah, but they don't really accomplish much this time, if I remember right. No, because they end up having to go back pretty quickly. Well, yeah, and then when they go back, they he Victor like grabs Elizabeth's hand and they just start like making out. Yeah, they start like making out right before they lay back down in their respected positions and then they wake up in the real world yeah, um, and then they both write their accounts and I, I it's weird to me the detail they're both finished at the same time and then henry uh, yep. reads them and then henry's like yeah they're all pretty much the same except for elizabeth seems uh, at the end of yours it says uh victor was confused right yeah <sighs> yeah that so that's when they're they decide they're like okay so the spirit world is real it's not a hallucination um and then, if I remember right, this is when the first time that that dude shows up, the the yeah. scientist guy, mm -hmm. to go start looking through the caves. Um, and he basically, yeah, he's like, "This is insane, you know. You guys found this. Basically, what is probably from an ancient civilization, you know, mm -hmm. uh, right below your house." Um, and then Victor decides, right? He's like, if there's a way to raise Conrad, it would be in the dark library. If we go into the spirit world, we can look at the dark library at, at any time, like that it existed. Yeah, because All it should be destroyed. Right, exactly. So they also decide, too, that they can all three go in, right? Henry, Elizabeth, and Victor at the same time. Yeah, to cover more ground, right? Yeah. So. They end up going in, and they go, and they find the dark library, and they start trying to look through all the books, and Victor realizes that while if a butterfly lands on him, these black butterflies, and if it stays on him, he can read books, like, insanely fast. Like, he can literally just flip the pages, and he can read other languages as well as understand the entire book in a few seconds. Yeah, and he and the he's the butterfly is like pushing him towards information he he thinks he would need, and right. he's he like quickly realizes he's like oh man whatever the information we need is not in here we got to go down in the caves so I can read those people's writings right yeah because is this the first part where he gets the vision of like having mm -hmm. to make a body 
Yeah. It happens it really first... early on. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I he goes down right. and they like look at the cave paintings and he's not necessarily reading them. He's getting like a vision in his head. And these people, they actually, it doesn't even really say if they're people. He just like sees hands and they like make a mud baby essentially. And then they take a piece of bone and they attach some sort of like, like some black liquid itself comes out of a bottle and attaches to the bone mm-hmm. and they put it in this, this mud thing. And then the mud thing, they leave it alone and the mud thing grows on its own. And, into a body. Yeah, in, into a new host, essentially. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. And so, yeah, Victor pretty much immediately realizes, like, that's the way they'll bring back Conrad. Right. Um, and I think it's this time, too. It, it, I can't remember. But either way, he figures out how to slow the spirit clock down, like, a lot. Oh, yeah, it is this time. But... Because they went so far, he realized if he's not focusing on keeping the clock slow, it will speed back up. Mm-hmm. So then they, they have to leave shortly after he figures out all of this, how that they need to make the body basically for Conrad. Right. And so then the next day they're sailing and Victor's like, okay, we know how to bring Conrad back, but what was that black liquid? Like maybe we can go in the dark library and figure out how to make that. But then they, it, he's, he's, he's manning the, the rudder on the boat, right? And Henry's like, whoa, like, what's that on your hand? And he's like, oh, that's just a shadow because he's missing two fingers from trying to make the elixir of life to save his brother. Right. But Which it we looks should like mention they are whole when he's in the spirit world. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. It's just it's a minor detail, but yeah. But it looks like his fingers are back and he moves his hand into the light and this like black thing like crawls away and hides in the shadow. And they, they, it's like on his skin. It's like attached yeah, to his skin. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's like I, I just imagine like some black ooze that like moves around insanely fast. Yeah. So it immediately tries to like go under his clothing because he realizes once he puts it in the sun, it tries to find like a dark spot. So they end up catching it in a bottle, right? And it's mm-hmm. it is one of the butterflies, basically. Uh, yeah. It, it stayed attached to Victor when he left the spirit world. And so now mm-hmm. it is in the real world. But and... they figure out that's what they need to bring Conrad back. Like that's what they need to put into the mud baby. Right. Um, Victor also realizes when he has one of these on him in the real world, his he operates at a much higher level in the real world also. Not as high as in the spirit world, but he's on like a whole nother level in the real world. We should also mention that Victor got checked out by a doctor, and the doctor was like, "You are extremely pale. You've oh, lost yeah. a lot of weight. Like, what's going on? Like, how's your sleep?" He's like, "I sleep. I sleep great. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel. I feel amazing." He's like, "Well, you look like shit." Right. Yeah, that's true. Um. They so then they end up going back to the spirit world, and I think it's this time because they tell conrad they can make him a new body everybody's excited right so this is when they like sing and dance yeah yeah and then uh victor and henry fight right oh yeah they get in a fight yeah and henry whips the shit out of him (laughs) because henry actually yeah henry is a boxer and so at first they say they're gonna they're gonna fence but henry knows that victor's really good at fencing and uh henry can't beat him so he's like these are not the rules and victor's like make up your own so he throws yeah, his, he just henry throws, throws his his... foil down and punches him in the face and, 
Yeah, and then that's when he's like, I've been taking boxing lessons. And basically, though, when they're in the spirit world, because Henry is also like 16 years old. So these are a bunch of 16-year-old kids. And they're, emo- like I said, their emotions and their freaking, uh, you know, their juices are freaking flowing when they're in the spirit world at, at a high intensity. So their testosterone is like through the roof. And Henry really likes Elizabeth as well. So now they just want to fight over her, basically. Yeah. Is is this too when the like the fog gets in? I think so. Yeah, when uh, Elizabeth accidentally, quote unquote, opens the door. Yeah. So yeah, she accidentally opens the door, and that white fog comes in. And because it, and we... I should mention, it's because Elizabeth is mad that Conrad is dancing with Annalisa. Right. That's but. Right. They don't have a choice because Conrad can still not get close to any of the other people no, because there's too not even hot within like 20 feet. Yeah. So that's why he's dancing without Elisa because he can't get close to Elizabeth, but Elizabeth is still jealous. <laughs> so, yeah. so that white fog comes in and grabs on Elisa and like starts shaking her all over the place, but it's not messing with anybody else. And Conrad tries to kill it, but he can't even hurt it. And then Victor just comes over and, like, stabs the shit out of it, and it, like, ends up dissipating and going away. Yeah, they, like, cut – because it comes in kind of like a tentacle, and they cut the tentacle off, basically. And, yeah, then it lets go of Annalisa. Victor thinks he notices something strange about her appearance when she lands, but – then she like looks normal after right after that. So he mm-hmm. just assumes it's no big deal. We should mention it's a minor detail again, but she's wearing like a solid black dress. Um, and that's the part that he thought he saw sl- like the visage of it kind of slipped when the fog had a hold of her. But then like afterwards, he just assumed he imagined it because then she looks normal. I guess we should mention too that Annalise, like her backstory is that she was just like help that was at the house that died. Oh yeah, sure. And she hadn't been gathered yet. That's that's what the story she right, tells. Which them. they never get into the gathering at all. No, no, they not, don't even talk about it. No, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> which bothers me. Um. So shortly after this, they go back to the real world. Uh, the whole time this has been going on, the doctor dude has been down like in the uh, caves, learning stuff about the caves and about the. Uh, beings that inhabited it um and this is where they find the bones right i don't think that they make the baby first oh yeah 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 they don't find the bones almost till the end okay um okay yeah so uh victor and henry and elizabeth go out and they make this mud baby and they put the they have a brush of conrad's an old brush yeah they use hair his hair yeah so they mix conrad's hair with the uh butterfly and they put it into this little mud baby thing that they make out in like a i don't know where it's at it's like a shack that's on their property yeah yeah it's like it's like abandoned though right because they don't have workers using it right so they make this little mud baby out there and then they they have to leave it out there because it's going to take some time to grow um and so then they what they come back they go again and they tell conrad that they did it the body's growing kind of just you get a little bit of filler at this part because they're just waiting on the body to grow basically 
But uh, there are a couple times Victor goes by himself and just looks in the dark library. Right. Yeah, because Victor, because when he's in there and he can read with the um, the butterflies on, he can read and cover a lot of ground. So he's just looking for all kinds of stuff in the dark library. And he he goes in and purposely collects butterflies too. Like he'll, because like he now when he goes in, he gets like one or two immediately latch onto him, and he usually already has one on him at all times. Right. Um. We should say, too, that these butterflies will, like, land on them, him and Elizabeth and Henry, and then they fill with color, and then they sometimes will leave and then just kind of disappear throughout the house. Oh, oh! I, we should mention, too, this, the, the one – the time that I'm talking about when he goes back by himself, they go down in the pits because Conrad has been hearing a weird, like, moaning, and they go down and they find, like, this body that looks like – I imagine like it looks, looks like, like a, a cocoon, rock. right? Yeah, it looks like yeah. a rock with like a, a like a outline of a human body on the inside. Uh huh. And it, it and it appears to be like getting stronger, if that makes sense. Yeah. And is this where he sees what the butterflies are doing? That doesn't happen quite yet. Okay. Um. Yeah, because so they find this in the spirit world, though, and then after they come back out of the spirit world is when the doctor tells them, right, that he had found the same thing in the real world. Yeah, this is when they find whatever it was, was a god. Yeah, because it was like he hands like Victor a piece of a bone and he's like, oh, my gosh, this looks like it was huge. And that guy's like, yeah, and it's just part of the skull. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so we don't quite find out what that is until right up towards the end um uh so then they go back and check on the mud baby right and it's like uh it's grown a lot like it surprises victor that it's it's the size of like a three-year-old child now mm-hmm. um and it's just sleeping and it's just sleeping but it's moved so elizabeth is like oh we got to put it back where it was and victor's like don't touch it in the vision nobody messed with the body and she doesn't listen to him. She touches it anyways. And then it wakes up. And so she's like, we got to feed it. And she basically starts taking care of it like it's a normal baby, even though it's just like a spirit baby, shell of a baby. Do you think like all the stuff with the mud baby wouldn't have happened if she wouldn't have touched it? Uh, Yeah, actually, I do. You think it would have just laid there the whole time? I think so. That's that's what I envision. Yeah. Because I think that was the point of like the ritual is that this thing will just grow on its own asleep and inert until it's ready to have, you know, be the host. Because it's supposed to be um, like what you said. It's waiting for a host, basically. Yeah, it's just a shell. Exactly. So, yes, I think it would have just grown by itself without having any interaction. And this is when the book starts to get so creepy. Super creepy. It's super so dark. They go to check on the baby again, and it had moved, and there is just like blood all over the place. Yeah. And the ba- the baby is sleeping, and like around its mouth is like blood and fur and just all sorts of like viscera, and all over the the cottage are just like smashed rats and squirrels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yes. because uh, it yeah, it's just been catching things that come in the in there and eating them. Yeah. And they they feed it, and it it seems to like Elizabeth, but it doesn't like Victor. Yeah, and we should mention the next time they come back. So it it went from like a whatever a mud baby to like a three year old, 
And then the following time now it's like a seven or eight year old. Mm -hmm. Like it grows about three years every day. Yeah. Um, and then they end up going, yeah, they end up going back and forth to the spirit world several times, you know, telling Conrad how it's going, that his body's growing good and, and all this I stuff. Think, I think the next time they go, Victor's planning on going by himself, but then he like has, he fell asleep and he was going to go right at midnight, but he fell asleep and he notices that somebody broke into his room and took the spirit clock and the elixir. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he finds out it was Elizabeth, so he follows her into the spirit world. And she's just there talking with Conrad, hanging out. Right. But she's trying to convince Conrad that Annalise is evil, too. Yeah, the whole time. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because, you know. Because she tells Elizabeth's Conrad, she's jealous. like, I looked up the, like, the registry of all the people who've worked in the house for the last like 500 years, and there was nobody by the name of Annalise. Right. Oh, and we should mention too that they they wanted to make a body for Annalise, but she like flat out refused. Yeah, she refused because she said she will be gathered when the time is right. And she didn't want them to desecrate her grave. Right. Which we will find out in a little while why that is. I think this is the time when Victor stumbles across in the spirit world, he stumbles across more of Wilhelm Frankenstein's notes and he sees like a suit made out of butterflies, like essentially like stitched together to make like a garment that you would wear. Right. We should also mention too that they realize uh, Wilhelm Frankenstein's painting in the real world, after they've been going to the spirit world now, they realize that in the painting, in his self-portrait, it's basically, it's like him and he's painting himself in the picture right mm -hmm. so it's like a self-portrait of him making a self-portrait but where he's pointing where they thought he was pointing like which that's what it kind of was is that he's pointing to the spot in the chapel but he's also pointing at the painting of himself and they realize he's not holding the paintbrush but black butterflies are holding the paintbrush in his self-portrait yeah. so they helped him paint Right. And they realized that Victor or sorry, Wilhelm Frankenstein had been coming to the spirit world and using all of these tools as well. And we should mention that nobody knows what happened to Wilhelm Frankenstein. He just like rode off in the middle of one night for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. He just got on his horse and he left. So nobody knows what happened to him. And yeah. That was like 300 years ago, too. Right. Um, and th this is where victor sees the butterflies leave him and go down into the caves and transfer that color into that into the monster right it lands on like this cocoon the color drains from it and it turns black and briefly the cocoon thing is like illuminated as if light mm -hmm. is coming from inside of it and victor can see like a terrible sort of silhouette inside of it and Victor tries to convince them. I was like, okay, that, that mud baby thing is not what we thought it was. We need to get rid of it. Like, that's not going to be a good option to bring Conrad back. Right. Especially because one of the times they go back to see the mud baby and it's like 14 or 13 or 14 looking years old, he realizes it has a strange tooth because mm -hmm. all they show up at the, at the cottage and all there's teeth all over the floor because this thing lost all of its baby teeth in one night and grew a full mouth of adult teeth. Um, and one of its teeth 
has like four points on it. Like I imagine basically like if you had a molar, but at the front of your mouth mm -hmm. and if all four points were super sharp. Yeah. And it looks just like the tooth that the doctor had found in the caves. Ex right. Um, it also now though, looks very much so like Victor and Conrad. Victor yeah, realizes. Been... Yeah. So Victor is like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see myself in this thing. Um, and is this the part where they take it to like the lake and take it out on like a picnic? Uh, Elizabeth is, is eating with it by herself and that's when Victor shows up and sees it like trying to rape her yeah that's right and he like knocks it off her and Henry's there and he actually he, he had been on the side of the mud baby he's actually like really good with it the whole time but he shows up and helps Victor and he's like yeah something, something is wrong with that thing and then it starts to wrestle Victor and it, they fall in the water and it basically tries to drown Victor just by like trying to save itself right yeah like any drowning person would do yeah. yeah they try to climb on the closest thing to them which happens to be victor um and we and should victor... mention too at this point victor's no longer using the butterflies so he's like really lethargic because he doesn't right. know how to like function without them yeah um so victor knocks the uh the mud baby off of him and the mud baby drowns in yeah. the lake and Elizabeth and, is pissed. Yeah, Elizabeth assumes he killed it, like on purpose, even mm -hmm. though he says he it wasn't on purpose, but it it does drown, so that that body is now dead. And Elizabeth wants him to make another one, but like Victor flat out refuses. He doesn't think that's a good idea. Neither does yeah, Henry. because Victor is starting to put two and two together, and he realizes that as this thing is an awakening in the spirit world, it just is strange that this body in the real world was showing similar things to that body in the spirit world yeah and so that night victor like wakes up and he realizes something is wrong and somebody had broken into his room again and take taken his stash of butterflies oh, oh and conrad's hairbrush mm -hmm. and so they they go and elizabeth is sleepwalking and she had made another mud baby she used the hair and a bone from the pit to make this one, though. And this one is much larger. Yeah, like from the get-go, right. And I, I don't remember how they end up – because they, they fight this thing. It's, like, articulate and smart, like, right away. Yeah, because isn't it already – yeah, it's, like, the size of, like, a 10-year-old or something mm -hmm. like that. It's much bigger. Right. I don't remember how they get rid of it either. Do they set it on fire? Uh, yes, that's exactly what they do because that's right. He like knocks a candle over onto like a blanket and he throws like the burning blanket over this thing and it burns it. That's right. Yeah. And then, and then they realize that Elizabeth has had a butterfly on her this whole time because she'd been right. kind of acting strange the whole time. And we should mention too, as they go back and forth between the spirit world, Conrad is noticing that their light is not as bright anymore, especially Victor's. Right. So yeah, Elizabeth uh, had had a freaking butterfly on her the whole time too. That's why she was acting crazy. Yeah, and this is where they get like weirded out by what's going on. So they go back to the spirit world and well, Victor goes back by himself. Right, but isn't this the part? Yeah, that's right. Because this is the part where he's like uh he's like telling Conrad, he's like, "No, get these things away from me. They're evil. They're trying to steal my life force or whatever." And Right. Conrad's like, dude, you're acting really weird. Um, but then one does land on him, right? 
and well first he shows up to give conrad his body that's right he tells conrad to go ahead and take his body that's right and and then he conrad doesn't do it and he, and and then he's he's talking to annalise again and like a swarm of butterflies come and land on him and take yeah. all of his life force away she's at once. like she's like that's strange it's like all of your light has gone out mm-hmm and, and she then immediately she punches, punches him in the him, face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She immediately punches him in the face and takes his ring and then like rips off her dress, which was like that butterfly dress that he had seen in the Wilhelm. Yeah. In Wilhelm's thing. Yeah. He ri- and and it's Wilhelm Frankenstein the whole time. Right. And he explains to Victor that the same thing had happened to him, that he had been going to the spirit world too much and somebody had taken his body away from him too. Yeah. 300 years before. And so, so Wilhelm Frankenstein goes back to the real world in Victor's body, but Victor can still see through his eyes. Yeah, like if he closes his eyes in the spirit world, he can see through Wilhelm's eyes in the real world. As this is happening, though, they can hear that monster wake up down in the pits. Yeah, because whatever life force it took from Victor at the end was enough to finally awaken this thing. Yeah. So then Victor and Conrad are like, well, now we got no choice. And they go to the armory and they gather up all this shit. And then they go to the chapel, right? Because they're going to go up to the secret room and try to hide from this thing. And like as he's uh, Victor's watching through his eyes and Wilhelm Frankenstein, it's like, yeah, Conrad never wants to see you again, Elizabeth. He said you're a real bitch, actually. It's really (laughs) got really dark at the end. Yeah, it really does. And, and then she's like, I don't believe you. I want to talk to him. And he's like, oh, okay, here's the vial of elixir. And he goes to give it to her, but he accidentally dro- – doesn't accidentally, but he drops it on purpose. It shatters on the floor. But he didn't know that Elizabeth has her own little store that she took from the bottle. Right. And, but yeah, she, and what, like, is, what does he say that what, – what, I can't remember what he says that tips them off 100% that they're like, this is not – oh, that's right, because they were like – don't worry, we can go back to the spirit world and make some more. And Wilhelm's like, no, that would be impossible or something like that. Yeah. And then Henry knocks his ass out because he's like, Victor would never say something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, that, w- that would be impossible. Why would we want to go there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then Henry friggin' punches, him, punches his lights out. Yeah, and so they, they forcibly bring him back. Yeah, because like you said, uh, Elizabeth had her own little – she had basically taken half of the vial from the beginning and kept some for herself. That's how she was going to the spirit world by herself. Yeah, and so they, they go back, uh, and they, they – They were like, like – they're like, we thought it was Annalise, but then mm-hmm. we got here, and it was weird because it was Vic, uh, Wilhelm Frankenstein. <laughs> and that monster like gets up, and they – they fight it for a while like henry does most of the fighting because he's like the he's never had a butterfly on him so he's well, actually they've, like they've like stolen him right stolen some of his light but he's never purposely let them land right. on him right and he, yeah he ends up doing most of the fighting which this and thing should, is like how do we how do you even describe this thing? i was just i was gonna let you go for it man yeah i basically picture like a human but it has like one of its legs is like a clubbed foot like the, it, it looks in my mind, like, like a tree branch that, yeah, I I imagine like a scare, like a scarecrow kind of. Yeah. Because it also, yeah. So like a Jack Skellington head with no eyes. Yeah. 
It's like a perfectly round head with no eyes, but a huge mouth that runs sort of diagonally kind of at, on it. It's super weird looking. And and butterflies are like covering all of it skin. Yeah, because at first they can't tell what it is because there's all these butterflies are going around it, keeping it safe, basically. Yeah, and it can command these butterflies like a swarm of things, which is kind of cool. It uses them right. to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So it ends up coming up there, and they kind of fight with this thing. And uh, it takes Victor's um, talisman and is wearing it. We should and also then... mention that it uh, it talks to Wilhelm Frankenstein, and I love this part because the black butterflies land in Wilhelm's ears to translate for this thing talking. Yeah, which is like I want to know more about this. Like, how is yeah. he working for this thing? That's okay. Yeah. So Wilhelm talks to this thing and says, no, of course I was going to go make your body. They found your body in the real world and I was going to use it to bring you back. So that means he's been communicating with this thing the whole time he's been in the spirit world, essentially. And why is this thing evil? I don't know. <laughs> I don't like, know. That's one thing I, I like listening to it again this time. It's like, why is this thing e like? It's not even necessarily. It doesn't even really do anything evil, I guess, unless other than stealing their life force. Maybe too, if it were to get into the real world and it could bring all the black butterflies with it, it would be able to like go to the real world and steal people's spirit, like in the real world. Yeah, but like, what was this thing? Like, that's I, what I don't understand. It's like, what was its purpose before? Like, and why yeah, is it in, sure. entombed in freaking? castle frankenstein yeah i don't you got me man and that's what i mean there's like we'll so many things it's like and like how how was wilhelm talking to it in the first place why was he letting it steal his life force right that's what i don't understand i yeah and who was it that took wilhelm frankenstein's body i, in the I know i want to i want to know that too who and how did they know how to do that because wasn't he the first person to go into the spirit world According to yeah, according to the story, he's the first one to ever find out how to go from the the real world to the spirit world. Okay. Any anyway, this yeah, the monster. He's talking to him, he's talking to Wilhelm Frankenstein, and it at one part it just it just gets mad at him and bites his head off. Yeah, it grabs him and picks him up and just engulfs his head in its mouth and bites his head off. And then and it freaking roars triumphantly. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and so they, the way they're able to defeat this thing is they open a window and let the fog in. Which immediately it, rushes for the creature. Oh, yeah. And they, like, fight. And, it, and the fog goes inside of it. Well, we should mention this thing almost defeats the fog first. Yeah, because, that's true. Like I said, the fog is like tentacles, and this thing's just like ripping tentacles off left and right and throwing them. And then Victor's like, the fog seemed to be, you know, less dense and be weakening. And then that thing like roars in triumph. And while its mouth is wide open, the tentacles just go inside of its mouth, which is yeah. fucking metal. <laughs> and kill it? Yeah, because it like freaking explodes I, I know but it's a spirit i yeah don't don't ask me man <laughs> i don't know yeah and then oh what, what ends up happening conrad 
is they're like, oh, well, what, what will you do now, Conrad? And he's like, I'm going to do what I thought I should do immediately. Just take a walk. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I'm going to go for a walk. And, and disappears into the fog. Yeah, and we should mention that the door is open, but the fog outside is no longer like being aggressive. And as Conrad yeah. goes outside, it like seems to kind of gently embrace him. And then he just fades into the fog and disappears. Yeah. Which is, I'm assuming, what being gathered is. So the fog was gathering people? I guess. So if Wilhelm was See, keeping it out of the house, why are there not I, more people hanging out? I don't know. And see, that's why uh, I thought maybe the house was like purgatory, right? Yeah. Like you go to the house right after you die because like that's the last place you were in life. And then you hang out there for a little bit. Maybe maybe that's where you're judged. I don't know. And then the fog is what gathers their spirit and takes it to whatever the next thing is. What else happens? There's like a little bit more. Um, they're going to leave, right? Their dad wants them all to leave. Yeah, that that it started happening earlier, but that's like that's the last thing that they're like getting ready to do is leave Geneva because they're gonna go to like their their summer house because these people are rich as shit. We should mention. Yeah, they're yeah. (laughs) Um, but I mean that's essentially the end of the book. We do get the little bit about lightning, like freaking Victor sees some lightning. He's like, "Oh, what's that?" He's like, "Oh, that's pure energy, my boy." That's right. Yeah, because his dad is like, that's electricity. Uh, it's a very new science. Like, we recently have discovered these, this thing. And that is when Victor has, like, his idea, and he's like, oh, there's all this energy and electricity. If I could figure out how to harness that, I could, you know, he's still thinking about ways to bring his brother back to life. Yeah. So, yeah, but who cares? Mo- most likely this would have led to like the whole thing you always like in Van Helsing when yeah. they waken the monster, they, they let the electricity hit him, you know, and shoots into his, you know, that's how they awaken things is with electricity. I'm assuming that's what this was building towards, but we'll never find out unless, you know, on the off chance, Kenneth Oppel hears this and is like, guys, I'm writing the third book right now. Like, <laughs> I, I wish I really, oh my do, God. This, there's so many things I want to know more about this world. Yes, I agree. I I agree. That's see, and I think that's why I liked the first book more, and I still do, is because most of the doors that were opened in the first one were closed again by the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they opened a lot of books into, hey, alchemy is real and you can do real things with it. And they do use it in a way. But they find out you have to be incredibly skilled to do any of it. Like it takes a lot of skill. So not anybody can just throw in a couple things into a freaking cauldron and be like, see, look, I made gold. It doesn't work that way. Um, so it's much more grounded. Whereas this one, within the first like two hours, we're in the spirit world. And I was just yeah. like, whoa, <laughs> we're moving fast. I know, but like, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I want to know just more about it. Like, could they go in the spirit world somewhere else? I don't see why not, because all it was is they had to go in the spirit world. Like, it just takes you from where your place in the real world is to where you would go in the spirit world. 
so they could just run into other other spirits, which is weird that they I... don't run into any other ones other than Conrad. Right, but Conrad is technically only there because Wilhelm wouldn't allow the doors open because the the fog was trying to gather him this whole time. And... Yeah, but why wouldn't there be more people there? I guess. Uh, yeah, if, I don't know. If he was keeping guess... the fog out for three hundred years. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. And and the I, fog I doesn't know. like him because he was helping the beast thing. I guess. Or he was just refusing to be gathered, and the fog's like, "No, you have to, you have to be gathered. That's my only job." Well, but I don't he, know, man, his spirit ties. <laughs> Yeah, and it's killed by technically another spirit. Yeah, that's essentially a god. I don't know. I don't understand, I guess. I so many questions. Agree. And I maybe someday they will be answered, hopefully. But as of right now, this is all we got. I don't think so. Freaking it's like nine years ago this came out. Really think he's yeah. got one cooking this long? I don't know. He's still writing. I mean, he just came out with the book last year, so he is still writing, obviously, but I oh he came out with a book this year so yeah he's still writing actively so but uh, maybe he just maybe he just can't he opened too many doors on this one and he's like I don't even know how to close all these now yeah maybe maybe he was like shit <laughs> yeah I got in way too deep on this one <laughs> but hopefully someday we'll find out yeah I wish I hope so so, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I want to know how he was going to tie all this back into like the traditional Frankenstein story, right? Uh, but as it stands, that is the end of uh, such wicked intent. So, what are we doing next time, Bo? Uh, next time we're doing a Crossing Swords. I'm doing iRobot, and you're doing I can't remember what it's called. Um. I think it's called When the Old Gods Waken or something okay. to that effect. Yeah. So or the Old Gods Waken. Yeah, that should be the next one that's coming out. Um, as always, look forward to more uh, Anime Squires. Those will be coming out too. So mm -hmm. Maybe a round table in there somewhere. I don't know. Stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, we appreciate anyone and everyone for listening. The only thing we would ask anybody is if you could spare a couple seconds five stars maybe write a review if you're feeling froggy uh any of that stuff is great so yeah really appreciate it yeah absolutely um yeah and again feel free to email us about everything doesn't even have to be about the podcast kotpl.pod at gmail.com that'd be the uh the best way to get a hold of us yeah you can like ryan said email us about anything i don't even care don't try to sell us stuff, though. Yeah, don't do that. That's get gross. <laughs> get enough ads on YouTube. So, yeah, but, you yeah. Could, like, tell so, me about your favorite energy drinks. I'd love to hear that. For sure. Did you see Rain's new flavor is uh, white gummy bear? What? Yeah, I no. haven't tasted it. But yeah, they have a white gummy bear flavored one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll save that one for a round table. So again, Thank you, anyone and everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it, and we hope to catch you guys in the next episode.